Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. I was worked up when I saw 25 games. I don't think it's enough. And uh, to the money conversation that we're going to have here, uh, why is that going to be enough? I mean, we already said that the first time it cost him money is it was just referenced there in that comment. But he was still out there with a the gun this summer, right? So, like the first time he lost money, it didn't cost, it didn't change his behavior. Now suddenly, this time's going to do it. Like I, I just don't understand. I don't think money alone is going to get through to John Moran. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right, now we can start the show for real. That was uh, Jason Fitz earlier today on ESPN Honolulu. Reacting to the news, John Morant suspended uh, 25 games by the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. It's funny. We have two different, well, three, I guess. You're going to have the people that say that 25 is enough. But more so, we've had um, two very opposite ends. You've got Jason, along with myself, who feel like 25 games is too little. Surprisingly... You've got the NBA's Players Association, the National Basketball Players Association, saying that's too much. (laughs) And they want to appeal the 25-game suspension and try to get Adam Silver to lower it, saying it is uh, um, basically it's unprecedented. And and they believe it's it's too much. Where where do you land on that? Um, If you're going to wait to uh, roll out the announcement after the finals, I was expecting something heavier. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I went and looked it up. I'm like, wait, how many games are in the 82. regular state? And then I'm, I, look, I saw 82. I'm like, what? Barely more than a quarter of the season? Yeah. After all of this stuff? Like, well, let's rewind it a little bit. Whenever it came out with the second one, the team suspended him from all team activities. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the blowback was, like, horrible. And now they've had time to kind of chew on this for a little while. And yes, technically, if you want to talk about action, it technically wasn't against somebody else. It was more of an image thing Mm -hmm. uh, and more uh, a crime in uh, perception, if you will. Um, It's like in the NFL protecting the shield. That's right. It's it's the image that it um, that it uh, portrays. But uh with all of that, if we're looking at it from a story context, I, I really thought we were going to see at least half season. So did I. I. I thought we were looking at 41 games. And the only thing I can think of was that Adam Silver, who businessmen can be so cold and and leaders of, of high companies can be so cold. Adam Silver seems like one of the few guys that seems to have a heart. Yeah. Goodell would have – if this would have been football – John Moran's not playing next year. Mm-hmm. The whole year. Good- Goodell has no problem swinging the hammer. Yeah. See, the thing about having a heart when you are the commissioner yeah. or if you're a president or an owner of a business, sometimes having a heart can be used against you. And when I when I see this suspension, the thing that I think of is Adam Silver's worked directly with John Moran. He has tried to make this kind of personal prior to this we didn't really hear anything about John Morant and you know, even after this John Morant accepted it Adam Silver said there are things he's going to need to do to to get back in and it sounds like it was something that was very collaborative and I believe because of that that this seems to be a very collaborative thing between those two that we're seeing 25 and not 41. Yeah, and uh, Silver even came out and let his emotions be known that he was shocked, mm-hmm. you know, and, and blown away by by all of this. And if you're going to go just based off of that, I, I really thought that it would be more. But And then when it comes out with only 25, Josh, it does show that he's trying his hardest here to throw the kid a bone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. That's the way I read it. I, I believe there are even bigger ramifications to this outside of just the fact that he's 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 out 25 games without pay which i think if i'm not mistaken i think this takes him up till around christmas um and, and we know that's that's you know the the big deal date in the nba for some people that's where they feel like the nba truly begins is uh is christmas day when you have those five yep. games on yep. the ledger mm-hmm. um 
But I believe the the bigger thing here, uh, yeah, he's going to miss. He's going to lose seven and a half million dollars. But I think this may keep him in Memphis, and we'll talk about that coming mm. up. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Boy, John Rom makes the cut barely. Bogeyed 18, but the cut line is two over par. Rom is in for the weekend. The Masters champ. Uh, second round is still kind of winding down. We know who won't be there. Phil Mickelson, which means uh, his U.S. Open drought continues. Jordan Spieth won't be there. Uh, as well as uh, Justin Rose and uh, many others. Cut line again at two over par. They're wrapping up round two. It is off the bench uh, here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll have another uh, update coming up. Sports Center at the top of the next hour. A couple of U.S. Open updates next hour as well. But we were talking about uh, John Moran. And the thing about John Moran with the 25-game suspension is I actually think that this kind of saves him to a degree. And, and here's why. I think if he were gone for half a year, I think the Memphis Grizzlies would look at getting getting rid of him. If they would you know, look at a trade or look at you know, his contract's massive, but if they would have looked for relief from the NBA, I think they would have tried to part ways from, from John Morant. Yeah. 25 games is not half the year, and I think in watching Silver seem to have a heart, the Grizzlies do too. Um, and while maybe the commitment maybe hanging a little bit by a thread, I don't think it breaks it. I, I think it means the Grizzlies are on board to try to watch this all play out. He's still suspended from all team activities. That hasn't changed. So he can't be around the team but for it's a off while. Season. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that also I mean mean I means I think like community events and, and workouts and so he's he's gotta be trusted to do stuff on his own. Um but I, I do think his career kind of got saved, yes. uh, I think, by the 25-game suspension. To me, I read this as Adam Silver, Memphis Grizzlies still believe in the future of what they, honestly, let's just call it for what it is, can profit off of a kid like John Morant okay. with the explosive athleticism that he possesses and there being so many years still in front of him. Mm-hmm. This is an olive branch. Yeah, This is an olive branch on we still believe in you, we have to give you this slap on the wrist, but it's not a death sentence. Right. Um, I I really feel like that's the that's the read of what is going on behind closed doors here. And you know, we looked it up during the break, Josh. LeBron only played fifty five games this last year. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, I you know, I think back to this last year, yeah, he was hurt. He still had a lot to do with the Lakers' success deep in uh deep in the you know, the the season and uh uh the playoffs. Right. So Ja only sitting out the first 25 games can absolutely still be a part of the story of if Memphis keeps going. That is 55 games. Wow. Or 56. 56. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even intend for that. (laughs) Well, actually, no. My math is wrong. That is uh, 57. 57. All right. But right around the same number. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to get the LeBron James basically season of of 22-23. Wow. It's it's tougher because um, I don't think Memphis is as loaded as the Lakers could be or can be. And, yeah. and I'm not going to equate John Morant to LeBron James. Um, no, no, no. It, it was uh, more just a similarity, you know, right. with LeBron sitting out a bunch for injury, also load right. management at different points in the year, and him still being able to contribute at a high level. No, your point's right. I, I, your, your point is absolutely right. I, I think just the, the impact is a little bit different, but I think – there's there's more of an emphasis to make the most out of every one of those 57 games, you know, take no load management, nothing like that. That's right. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. The, the minute he comes back, I don't want any load management games for John Morant. You play, better play the rest of the 57. Texter from the 292 via our Zephyr Insurance text line. Morant likes to play gangsta. It's not going to end well when you <laughs> like to play gangsta. I don't know... <sighs> I don't know the kid. I don't know the I don't I don't know the young man. I don't know how much he likes to play quote unquote gangsta. I don't know. Here's what I do know is that clearly part of the problem is who he's around. And I think this will have a determination on 
whether he is truly back in 25 games or not. Um, ESPN had this. You remember that last video when he was uh, he was riding shotgun in the car and, and, and that, you know, that gun was flashed there for a second? Yep. The, um, the video was on Instagram Live. It came from the account of Devontae Pack. Devontae Pack has been banned from Grizzlies home games for a year. Why? Um, he had a confrontation with the traveling party of the Indiana Pacers back in January, allegedly pointed a laser out of an SUV, um, or there was a red laser that was alleged to have been pointed out an SUV in which Morant was traveling, so there was something going on there. But he was banned from attending home games for a year. He's also been involved in several of these off-court incidents. Um, we know that some of this, it's not Ja alone. He's around other people, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if part of this is is saying, hey, we know some of the problem is the company you keep, and this is where I think the Adam Silver heart comes into play, right? Mm. Part of it's the company you keep. So if you're still going to hang around this guy, I don't have a lot of faith that things are going to turn around. But if you want to disassociate yourself with this individual – I can believe things can be better, or whoever else it is. Like that's um, that that becomes a league issue as well when this guy is causing problems for other teams. Yes. That's a league problem. Well, say what you will about the rest of the Memphis Grizzlies. Whenever they went to L.A. and we're talking all that crap with Shannon Sharp on the sideline, and they were involved in a bunch of extracurriculars this mm. season, a, a lot of it. Um, and to the the textures uh, point of playing gangsta, I don't know if it's playing gangsta as much as it's playing children. Right. I mean, fl- flashing lasers out of cars. How old are we, guys? Yeah, I know. How old are we? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of the same conversation that we had yesterday about University of Georgia's student athletes and making poor decisions. Um, once they leave the confines of the team environment. I mean, Jaws not doing this in, you know, team. Right. Good point. Yeah. Whenever he's around the team. He's not in the locker room. He's not outside the, the arena parking lot. That's right. Although one of them was on an away game. I should say that. Good point. Um, so it, it has to do with what these guys choose to fill their free time with whenever they're not in uh, team-related activities. Mm-hmm. Um. I have hope. I, I still have hope for Ja. Mm. And I don't, you know, I, I am not a, you've probably heard, I don't know if I've said it with you, but I've, I've said it several times before. I am not a guy that says the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. I'm usually the person says there's half a glass of water in the cup. That means it's not too high or not too low. It's right there in the middle. I don't like to get too positive. I don't like to get too negative. Those are traps that I can fall in really fast. Um, but I I still have hope for this young man because I cannot think, not having been in his situation, not having walked his shoes, not having lived his life, that it's easy to just say, I've had an incident, boom, you know, done. Um, it's just easy to end. It's easy to get around the people you're you're with because I can't relate to that. But at the same time, we hear other stories and we hear people who have problems with that too. I want to believe that John Morant can turn this around and I'm still going to have that hope. And I think Adam Silver does too. And yep. and, and that's why I see 25 instead of 41 as, as a, as a big step. That That's my read as well. And, um, so far, we haven't seen a response. Mm-hmm. Well, Ja did. I mean, he did put a statement out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he um, he, he put one out earlier today. Um, it was not long after the suspension. In fact, I think it was kind of planned or, or around the suspension in which he said, and I quote, I've had time to reflect, and I realize how much hurt I've caused. Uh, he apologizes. He says, and I quote, Uh, To the kids who look up to me, I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. 
uh, then issues more apologies and then said, and I quote, I'm spending the offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the port uh, on the court. Then later says his last sentence. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time. I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. Close quote. I mean, you could you can take a whole you can say oh, a whole bunch of that is PR fluff. Yep. Sure, some of that looks like that. That last line to me is not. That's right. That last line sticks out as something that was real. Yes. Yep. And if and un- it's real, it's it's to me it's sincere. And unfortunately, in this situation, the only thing that's going to prove if it's real is time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time to back up those words. And I think he can. Yep. I, I I really do. I know Texter says here uh, from the 292, he should have been out for the year. Same old, same old apologies. Uh, Texter from the 620 says needs to be humbled. I'd, I'd argue that this is kind of humbling now. Yep. The, the last six months have been pretty humbling for John Moran. And also, it's not like baseball. Uh Contracts in basketball are similar to football. If you're not playing, you're not getting paid. That's right. He's losing seven mil. That's also humbling. Big time. I mean, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be bankrupt at that point. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Do you know how much good you could do with that seven million, by the way? And I think if the and I'm sure the NBA is going to make something good of that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Golly. A lot of times in other sports. um, I can't remember which sport it is, but some other sport. No, I think it's the NFL. When you are fined, whether it's because you wore the wrong socks or whatever it is, that fine goes to a charity. Love it. Yeah. Uh, And and I hope that this $7 million, at least some of it, does as well. I'd like to think that the NBA also is very understanding of, of that optic. I need to go tell Keegan in the other room, stop messing with the music. <laughs> this only plays anytime he's here. And he like, cause I can't see him. He's two doors down. It's Clearly true. this is, this is Keegan. Like, Hey, I'm Just here. Messing. I'm here. This is my selection. Now, not to necessarily complain, but I can tell cause I know what's in there before the show starts. And I know none of what has played so far was in there. If it's T Swift, we know who to blame. Yeah, um, she's that's, leaving. That's probably why they won't teach me how to do it. <laughs> it would be every break. She's leaving in ten minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm 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 keeping very close watch of the on-air log from here on out. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, the news on San Diego State issuing a letter, which is kind of like saying we're leaving, but we're not. But we'd like some relief in case we do, and it's after a deadline. Uh, and San Diego State apparently is not the only one, although we're talking about another school from a different conference, and that's SMU. Uh, that coming up here in just a little bit. I was just showing you during the break, staying on the NBA uh, on the NBA front, although somewhat differently. <laughs> yeah. um, what happened at Game 4 of the NBA Finals has been a large talking point, not just Conor McGregor punching out the mascot and sending him he to the ER. He had an eventful night. He did. Um some of it's turned very serious, though, yes. and the alleged sexual assault of a woman at Kaseya Arena now has video. I was just showing you that video. TMZ Sports uploaded it very early this morning, and the video shows McGregor outside of what looks like a public restroom. You can clearly see the logo that says it's a men's restroom. Like, you know, the the standard logo, the silhouette of yep. what looks like a man. Um, you see him going. Um, a, a, a path is kind of cleared for him. There are people out there with drinks, with their phones popping out. And he grabs a woman by the arm and takes her into the men's restroom at the arena You've got all these people standing around, and it, and it appears that they are being blocked off by several individuals wearing black, likely a security detail of some kind. Yeah. And then the door shuts. And from that point, we don't know anything else. Also, she doesn't go in there that quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
is kind of hesitant. Yes. Um, so that video is there. Shortly after the video was released, McGregor's attorney told TMZ, who had released the video, and I quote, uh, the claimant's lawyer now has changed her story. Mr. McGregor welcomes the investigation, which he firmly believes will show the claims against him are false. After not responding to the demand for money made by claimant's counsel, she turned to the media to apply pressure. This is no more than a shakedown, close quote. Um, I, I think it's a good time to remind people, I think this is the fourth or fifth time yes. that Conor McGregor has been accused of sexual assault of some kind. And... You're always innocent until proven guilty, which I understand. I don't know much more of the facts of this case than what has been talked about the last couple of days, but I can tell you what is very clear. It is a horrible look to take a woman, have what looks like people clear the way for you to grab a woman by her arm, take her into the men's bathroom, Door shuts. Door shuts. And then no one else is allowed anywhere near it. Right. And for those listening, there's like 50 people around this bathroom. At least. At least. And you know other people have their phones out. Everyone and their mom knows Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, how dumb can you be? Yeah. What do you think? It only takes one of those 50 to... Look up TMZ's direct line and send this to them. And I would not be surprised if more video from that showed up on TMZ's we, website. Totally. I Again, I want it to be very clear. I'm not condoning that action at all. Nobody but, is. But besides the main thing in question, like, dude, did you not think you were going to get caught? Conor McGregor clearly is someone who disregards rules. Have kind of we, disregards have, reality, too. Yeah. Have, have we not seen him in UFC circles and how he has been able to just kind of flaunt being him? Yep. And that and, – and Dana White's at fault, I believe. Not for this. Not for, no, not for this. No. Okay. But yeah. in, in Connor's just attitude. Okay, sure. Because – Fed into it. It was mutually beneficial. Dana White yep. loves people who can sell. Dana White could care less yeah. about off the or outside of the octagon stuff. If you can sell a fight and you're really, really good, Dana White, who's got his own issues, he's he's had some things. I mean, you remember the video with his, his wife. with his wife? Like a month um, and change ago. Right. Yeah. And he apologized for it, but was never really truly punished because he kept his job. Endeavor allowed him to keep his job. Well, every time McGregor was up there with with Dana, Dana's got a big old grin on his face. Uh huh. Big old grin, because yep. he knows whatever Connor says here, ratings are going to go through the roof, yes. and that means more money in my pocket. And that's the problem. That's the problem is that Dana White has allowed Connor McGregor in the past to be like, all right, you're you're good to be a uh, you know whatever you are because you know what it's selling for me. The double champ does what the Heck, he wants. Mm-hmm. He lives in that world, right? He is also married. I think it is it is worth noting. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine what his wife is thinking, mm. seeing this on the internet. I can't imagine what his wife has been thinking for years, seeing some of this stuff show up on the internet. Some of these allegations. I feel awful for her. I mean, this is probably one of the worst ones I've seen because video. Yep. Texter uh, from the 343. Conor McGregor is a disgusting man. He's like Antonio Brown. Uh, one more. Another texter says, Conor McGregor rivals only Antonio Brown in horrible decision-making. By the way, Antonio Brown lost his Arena Football League team uh, just a couple of days <laughs> Dogging ago. Dogging on the, the, the rest of the owners for not having money, and he doesn't even pay his own staff. That's right. Uh, coming up, San Diego State. What's going to happen with the Aztecs? Right now, nothing. What a busy Friday. As we get you uh, right into the weekend here on Off the Bench, here on ESPN Honolulu, there is uh, 
so much stuff that has been just kind of flying in our inbox. We'll get to the uh, San Diego State news coming up in just a little bit. Um, one of the things that just came down a, a few moments ago from college football, a player that verbally committed to Hawaii, um, then decommitted, uh, has uh, apparently been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder. Oh uh, this one came down from uh, – uh, just saw this from ESPN.com a few minutes ago, and I was just given a little bit more of the context here. His name is uh, Brandon Smith. Now, Brandon Smith allegedly um, announced – so he announced his commitment to Oregon State after he was being recruited by a number of schools, Fresno State, Nevada, uh, Hawaii, uh, and other programs – uh, I've been told here, Tanner had, had told me here, verbally committed to Hawaii, decommitted because of athletic uh, academics, then committed to Oregon State. The thing was, that same day that he announced his commitment to Oregon State, there was an alleged incident of a fight near a community pool. 20-year-old man seriously injured. Four people were arrested on suspicion of attempted murder, robbery, and conspiracy. This individual who was... Uh, Transferring from a JUCO uh, at Santa Barbara City College was one of those individuals. He's being held in jail on a $2 million bond. Dang. Here's the other thing about it. Oregon State responded to this ESPN story, which, which just came out. The kid never signed with the team. He announced his commitment to Oregon State on June 2nd, the same day the incident took place, but apparently never turned in the paperwork. So it was Never another verbal. Signed. So it was a verbal, yeah. And for everyone listening, thinking Timmy Chang and the guys recruit convicts, no. Right. This is this incident happened after right. he decommitted from Hawaii. I want that to be blatantly clear. Absolutely. Blatantly right. clear. <laughs> um, he, well, again, allegedly, allegedly, all of this is still yet to be um, discovered. But that happened uh, whenever he was actively um, talking to and working on <laughs> not officially uh, committing to Oregon State, but mm -hmm. was in process. Yeah. So um, that's that's one that just came down. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Announced he had a scholarship offer in May, made the announcement he was committing, and then never – actually signed uh, kind of weird how that works the other thing that just came down a few moments ago um jack jones who uh, just finished his rookie year with the new england patriots was arrested with two firearms found in his travel luggage at logan airport in boston uh, he had been suspended in the last month of the regular season last year because of unspecified violations of club rules uh, according to the New England Patriots, he's been charged with two counts of a number of offenses, including possession of a concealed weapon in a secure air area of the airport, yep. carrying a loaded firearm, and possession of a large-capacity feeding device. Um, not a not a great day for decisions, apparently. Belichick ain't messing with that anymore. No, he's not. No, he's not. There were some. There were some good things that happened today. I don't want to. I, I don't want to make the show just about this nonsense. Uh, College World Series fire today. Yeah. Oral Roberts comes back in the ninth inning. They win over TCU. Had a walk off sacrifice fly that gave Florida its first walk off win in College World Series history, defeating uh, Virginia. U.S. Open. Ricky Fowler's the clubhouse leader. We'll have a U.S. Open update coming up in about nine minutes. So there are are a lot of there are good things. There aren't just a lot of nonsense things that are taking place. But the story that I think is is kind of dominating, at least what's talked about locally today, is what happens to the Mountain West mm. with the news that San Diego State is looking to leave the Mountain West Conference before. Kind of, kind of the details of this. Let, let's first go back to our conversation with Gloria Navarez on Wednesday, the Mountain West Commissioner. We, we kind of had that quip about how she was able to hold on to Gonzaga while at the West Coast Conference, and we said, well, so far you're able to hold on to San Diego State. And then she said, well, I don't know about that. And she said it with kind of this, you know, this, this sly, like, mini laugh, right? You remember that. That's right, yeah. Turns out she wasn't telling us everything. And I, and I totally understand 
that she wouldn't tell us everything. As because... Mountain West Commissioner, I would think she would be privy to some more knowledge than you and I. Yes, as she should be. That's right. Because the day before she did the interview with us, she got a letter from San Diego State and its president, um, which informed the league that it was looking to leave, intending to leave, but not actually saying we're leaving. Now, why? <laughs> they don't have an offer to go anywhere. That's right. Pac-12 hasn't offered them. Big 12 hasn't offered them. Um, but they want a one-month extension given, and I quote, unforeseen delays involving other college athletic conferences beyond our control, close quote. And the reason that one month is important is because of the withdrawal notice that you have to give. They have until the end of the month to give notice, uh, a year's notice, um, which you would have to pay the conference $16.5 million. If they give that notice after June 30th, that fee becomes $34 million. That's a... You know, that's that's a, a, a more than double um, fee. What it tells me is San Diego State clearly wants out. Um, and I don't I don't think it's anything wrong with the Mountain West. San Diego State has bigger aspirations. And I think what we've seen with Snapdragon Stadium and, and you know, making it to the final four. Yeah, we, we knew this was coming. It's positioning in Southern California has made San Diego State a bigger fish than what it was. With the exit of USC and UCLA. Yes. It put them on a whole new level because of those guys leaving. Yes. This is, to me, a counting your chickens before they hatch situation. <laughs> they are clearly, and, and, and the whole line about... Um, you know, other conferences, situations beyond their control is clearly a line at the Pac-12's um, TV deal, which right now is still not finalized for 2024 and beyond, and may be a driving force into whether the Pac-12 still exists in a couple of years because television and the amount of money you may get from television um, could determine what schools like Colorado and Arizona and, and Washington and Oregon end up doing. Do you feel like this needed to be an official statement from San Diego State to the Mountain West or could it have been for the um the protection of this perception that you uh, justly have uh -huh. right now uh -huh. could they not have had this privately on hey like there's a really good chance this is going to happen what's the process to get an extra month here I think they had to do this in writing okay. um and I think anytime you do something that involves the potential of was it seventeen and a half million dollars difference? Got to be public. You, you know, lawyers are going to be involved, um, and you want to cross your T's and dot your I's. And this came from the school president, um, so I, I, I think you have to. I think the bummer here for San Diego State was that this got leaked. Uh, you know, this was sources telling ESPN's Pete Thamel that this was happening, and and it w it was made to sound worse when Pete Thamel put it out because without more of the context, what made it sound worse is like, oh, okay, they're gone. Then we find out, okay, there's no Pac-12 offer. There's no Big 12 offer. This is basically San Diego State covering its bases um, to look to be somewhere bigger. Hmm. Um, this is also akin to, and, and to go to the, you know, counting your chickens before they hatch effect. Yeah. If the Pac-12's TV deal is so bad that, let's say, a third of the schools leave, is the Pac-12 really going to want you? Like, you're either or do be, you want the Pac-12? Right. You're either going to be really desperate and take whatever they give you, which may not be great, or they're going to dissolve. And you're going to see everybody else just kind of spread out, and you're going to have conferences like the Mountain West just sitting there saying, eh, we'll, we'll take some of you if you if you need a place to land, need a place to crash for a little while, the Mountain West is here for you. Like, And, and I don't think there's any guarantee the Big 12 um, you know, would, would want San Diego State. There's been discussions. I know the Big 12 wants to be a basketball conference, but there's no guarantee that they give an offer to San Diego State either. Um, you know, this to me is just like, hey, we're running out of time, but we just want you to know we intend to leave. 
because we want to be in a in a power conference, but we don't we don't have anything, and we don't want to pay thirty four million dollars. So can you help us out? And I I think to what Gloria Navarre said to us last uh, you know just a couple of days ago, is the Mountain West going to be mad if they leave? Probably not, as long as you do it on amicable terms. Yeah. But you see what they have what they have grown. TCU was once a Mountain West member. Utah was once a Mountain West member. BYU was once a, a Mountain West member. Yeah. And look at where their profiles have have taken them. Um, you know, I don't think most people look at it that way when they when they look at those schools and think, oh, hey, they they used to be in the Mountain West. Yeah. But internally, I think when you're trying to paint the picture to a school that may be interested in joining your conference later, that might be something you pitch. Like, look at the success stories we've had. Look at the success stories we current we currently have. Yep. I mean, you should really consider us if you're a FCS or you're a you're from the Sun Belt or the Athletic looking for a better place to be. Yeah. And I think it's important to note also that they did not in this announcement that I know of list that a specific year that they were planning on anything. Mm-hmm. However, with all of the other movement, specifically with SC and UCLA uh, moving to the the Big Ten by 2024, you got to think this is happening soon. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the year no, year's notice comes in. Yep. Um, but I think you also kind of wonder what the Pac-12, when the Pac-12 could welcome a school welcome them in or or whether um the big 12 whenever the, they could welcome them I, I i don't know i mean there's a lot of unknown there i think that that comes along with that but at least you kind of have an idea don't plan in the future for san diego state you can text us in at our zephyr insurance text line at 808-296-1420 texter from the uh, 797 San Diego State wants its cake and eat it too at this point. Mm. I've been I've been kind of going back and forth on that. Right now, I mean, they are in a position to eat that cake. I mean, again, when you're the only, pretty much the only school in Southern California, sans like San Diego, um, you have the ability to kind of own a market that a couple of schools are leaving. So I get it. They've I, they've been in the driver's seat, and it kind of happened by accident for them, right? Um, and you and they would be smart to be kind of you know in, instead of just waiting for something to happen, they'd be smart to make their pitch and try to prove you know that they they belong in a in a better situation. To the texter's defense, though, if you really are in the driver's seat, you wouldn't you wouldn't in turn be asking for a discount from the conference Mm -hmm. that you're leaving. Yeah. If you are going to share in the revenue of a PAC 12 or a big 12, depending on what that, that is. uh, To me, that seems like a little bit of a weak move. I think in some situations, a conference or its television partners may subsidize that move. Um, So instead of you paying, let's say 16 and a half, they might they might give you like ten and you just pay the rest, hmm. um, and and you know they'll pay that directly to the conference and just kind of smooth things over. A lot of times it helps if you have similar television partners. One of the reasons why Texas and Oklahoma were able to move out of the Big Twelve to the SEC a year early is because they have a similar television partner in ESPN. Uh. So ESPN can help facilitate that move um, financially to make that work. There is a, sell, uh, a similar television partner between the Mountain West and both the Pac-12 and uh, Big 12, and that's Fox. Whether Fox wants to subsidize that, that's entirely up to them. I love this text, though, from the nine uh, 937. San Diego State knows what they are doing. What's going on with Boise? Mm. It has been, uh, it's been several years since Boise State was going to leave for the Big East and then had to come back. We've talked about this though on on several different occasions. Boise State is not no is not your father's Boise State. No, and we're five years too late mm-hmm. for Boise. Yeah, Boise, and this is this is why the Mountain West's treatment of Boise State at the time made sense, but in a way, kind of doesn't. They wanted Boise State back. 
They gave Boise State, not the world, but a, a, a good chunk of extra television revenue. But it's not like Boise State had another place to go. Big 12 wasn't calling on Boise State. Pac-12 wasn't calling on Boise State. Nobody was calling on Boise State, but the Mountain West didn't want to lose them. Um, I don't know that anybody's calling on Boise State now. Hmm. Yet Boise State still kind of flexed itself when when, when the Mountain West was going to get rid of some of you know their their padded extras, and then they said, "No, we're taking you to court." And then the Mountain West just kind of pulled back. Um, I don't see anything for Boise State. I don't see a power conference in Boise State's future. Because Boise, Idaho is not necessarily all that attractive, and Boise State on the football field no longer is as attractive as it used to be. They were attractive when they were going to New Year's Six Bowl games and mm-hmm. beating up on, on Oklahoma. Right. But they haven't done that in, well, since Adrian Peterson was in college. <laughs> that's right. So that's been a while. Yeah. I don't, I, I think Boise State stays put. I don't, unless someone's really, really desperate, I don't think Boise State is a home anywhere except for here. Um, and honestly, Boise State would be silly to try to pursue something elsewhere because Boise State has it good in the Mountain West. They get more money than any other any other school in the conference. They're treated better than they should be. Um, why leave that to be just a regular school somewhere else? Well, and they're not in the driver's seat. It's not like um, two schools from their area that's a coveted sports market right. jump to another conference, and then it puts the Pac-12 in a bind. It's it's not like that at all. Right. They, they, they have very little here, and if anything, if they were to make a move like that, they'd be bluffing. Oh, absolutely. Some Big West baseball news coming down here in the last uh... – Hour-ish, hour and a half. Uh, Long Beach State head coach Eric Valenzuela is apparently leaving the program and is going to be returning to St. Mary's. Wow. Uh, St. Mary's uh, let go of its head coach, Greg Moore. Uh, so this will be, I think, Valenzuela's second stint with uh, with St. Mary's. Now, remember, Hawaii did sweep Long Beach State uh, here at Les Murakami Stadium earlier this season. Uh, so Hawaii did have some success against him. But uh, I would say for Long Beach State, maybe uh, a little under expectations this year. And uh, Valenzuela will move on and head back to St. Mary's. So, uh, so, so good luck to Eric. Uh, good, good dude. Very good dude. Yeah. Um, before we transition out, um, we were ta- we've been talking about uh, San Diego State announcing, uh, in, or not announcing, but in a letter um, saying they intend to resign from the Mountain West. Uh, John Canzano from uh, from Oregon or, or does, does work in the state of Oregon says SMU is also one of those schools that is looking out. Um, what do you project here? If you if you had to predict what happens next, um, not just San Diego State, but I guess the conference in general. If you had to if you had to predict, what do you predict here for the Mountain West? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I I think they gotta look at. Uh, I I'm immediately thinking of schools like Gonzaga if they don't want to go to um, the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. um, and they would probably be a basketball only member. Yeah, same way that Hawaii is a football only right. member. So on that note, before before you continue, I'm sorry. yeah, no, it's okay. The Mountain West would needs to make a delineation of what it wants to be. That's right. Kind of like what the Big 12's kind of saying, like, you know, we we don't want to ignore football, but we want to become a, a power basketball conference. If you're the Mountain West, what do you want to be? Yep. Do you want to be a conference known for football? Do you want to be known as a conference for basketball? And kind of make your move based on that. Like what because honestly, if you want to be a basketball conference, I heard what Gloria Navarre said about you know how she feels about Hawaii, but if you are a basketball conference, that means having a football-only member doesn't really make a lot of sense. That's right. Um, and I don't know if the Mountain West, given that it is maybe one of the two best group of five conferences in the FBS, 
wants to go that far and shift that far on the basketball side. But I think if they were to go after Gonzaga, I think that would tell me exactly what the Mountain West wants to be and where they want to lay their eggs. And, yep. and um, you know, like Dan Butterly said in the Big West, Dan Butterly wants the Big West to be more of a basketball conference, although realistically, the Big West's best success has been in volleyball, although you can't really stake your conference on volleyball. It's been better in baseball than it has in basketball, and that's something that they need to figure out. But I, I, I apologize. No, I kind of no, wanted, to, no, wanted to throw that in quickly. It's good. I think, um, you know, that that would be – Gonzaga would be interesting because we're not in Washington. Okay. Um, when I think about other markets that with San Diego exiting that we would be interested in, we could still grab San Diego if we got USD. Uh-huh. Also out of the West Coast Conference. Yep. And they also have football. That's right. Ah, Okay. So that that's interesting to me mm-hmm. that we could still keep San Diego. Um, they also have great baseball. Yeah. Uh, football. Jim Harbaugh used to coach there. That's right. Um, and our current uh, DB's coach is from there. Good point. Um, they are interesting to me. And then kind of along those lines of where do they where do they want to head as a conference? I I think about. You know some other some other schools in the the Colorado Utah area like uh, Weber State. Mm-hmm. Do you give Weber State's not bad in basketball? Yeah. Do you give potentially lower level universities a shot to jump up? Southern Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, those Utah, Utah Tech. Although I mean the WAC is becoming uh, a much bigger conference football wise. Yeah. Um. You know, a, a football power at the lower level is North Dakota State. Yeah. Do we do we spread over there? I would consider them still a part of Mountain West territory. Um, with Boise and Wyoming just on the other side of of the Dakotas, mm-hmm. so those are those are three uh, three or four ideas right there that I could see the Mountain West heading now. Uh, I wanted to get into this, and I, I want to hear your predictions as well for, okay. for the Mountain West. But with if San Diego State does exit, to me, this is really, really interesting for us here at Hawaii because San Diego State is one of those two protected matchups. That's right. For our um, current scheduling process because they've eliminated the Mountain and the West divisions. Mm. They protected UNLV, and they protected San Diego State for us. If San Diego State defects and they go over to the Pac-12, I would love, and I know you know, I know this about I me. I know where you're going. I would love if we got Fresno again. Yeah, um, you know, this would mean that Fresno State would have to would have to unprotect. Yep. Um, one of its games. I can't remember. There's um, were San uh, San Jose, and wasn't the wasn't there other one Boise? Who uh, Fresno State? Fresno. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, it was I Boise so. and San Jose. Yeah, to I me, it, so. they would, they would, they'd be dumb to lose San Jose because it's a battle for the Bay. Geographically, that just makes that just makes sense. San Diego State, by the way, um, there too. Because here's the tough part: you'd have to almost realign a couple. San Diego yep. State's two were Hawaii and Utah State. Mm. Um, I don't know that it makes sense. To all of a sudden take on Utah State no. and have Hawaii play Utah State every year, which means, okay, well, who do you give Utah State to? Uh, right now, Utah State is Boise State and San Diego State. Um, well, there, there, there's the move right there. Explain it. Uh, well, Boise, Boise Boise's other Utah. one, and the other one is Fresno. Fresno has Nevada and San Jose State. Oh, never mind. I thought I thought we I thought it was uh, a so bo- technically Boise. Utah okay. State loses one, uh, one of its protected. Mm. So, I mean, your easiest way to do it is you just give Utah State to Hawaii, just because it's simple. Otherwise, you'd be reworking everything. Um, is it a? Is it really a protected? It's more of a protected game rather than a protected rivalry. Mm. Um, you know, the only other way I think you could 
think about doing it. Um, Air Force, who does Air Force have? Colorado State and Wyoming. If you move stuff around, I, I don't know. That's that's hard. And the other question is, with how quickly San Diego State leaves, how quickly can we replace them? That's the harder part. How quickly can we bring another school in? Yeah, that's that's the harder part. I, I've got to imagine Gloria Navarez has schools that are on like a waiting list that have showed interest or, or the conference that's has right. showed interest. She talked about being um, proactive. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a challenge, and I, this had just come to mind. Um, you're going to have another group of five conference here in the next couple of years. Uh, the Western Athletic Conference – came up with a scheduling agreement with the Atlantic Sun. Um, This kind of went past my radar, but they actually rebranded that alliance to become the United Athletic Conference. Mm. And at some point, uh, they are going to become an FBS conference. Whatever that's going to be, don't know. But at some point, that's going to happen. And they do have potential members you might think of. You mentioned Utah Tech, some schools that, um, you know, right now would be potential interesting schools. Stephen F. Austin. Yep. Texas Rio Grande Valley are some of those. I know they're not really household names to a lot of people, but that's kind of where you have to go, right? I mean, there's there's only so much more poaching you can do. Or, you know, New Mexico. Well, we have New Mexico, but you mean New Mexico State. New Mexico State, Well, New Mexico sorry. State's going to have its first year in Conference USA. Oh, there we go. Never I mind. I can't imagine that. They wouldn't leaving. jump back. Um, the, the Athletic has already lost a couple of schools to the Big 12. I can't imagine much more of a shakeup there. Um, it's best schools left. I don't know how many of the remaining schools are really that interesting um, outside of what the Big 12 apparently is already looking at with, for example, Memphis and, uh, and UConn. Um, so it's hard. I mean, you have to go outside of your borders. I think if you're looking to replace, if not, if you lose San Diego state, that brings you down to what nine, um, nine is not a comfortable number. Eight is not a comfortable number. I don't know where you go. You almost hope that if the PAC 12 implodes, and Stanford and Cal have nowhere to go, you welcome in Stanford and Cal. Mm. That That's the, like, hope, hoping, waiting, wishing effect. Josh is very bull, bullish on Pac-12 closing, by the way. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, if it's taken this long, I don't know how good of a deal you can get. Yeah. And some schools want to know what money are they going to have coming into their athletic programs that will be able to sustain the amount that they spend. Um, and if you don't know that answer, and there was video of Washington State's AD who was telling a, a board, I think it was last week, we may get the same amount of money, maybe less, in this next deal. Uh, that's a little concerning. We frankly. know a lot about Wazoo's uh, AD with the whole Rolo situation. Well, I don't think it's Pat Chun anymore. I don't, I don't, oh, really? They I moved away from him. I, I, It was somebody else. I don't, okay. think, it's, I don't think it's Pat Chun. Um, anyway, interesting. Um, actually, no. Is is he still there? You know, it might have it might have been the president of the school. It was uh, it wasn't okay. Pat Chun. He's still there. Gotcha. But it might have been the president of the school that had mentioned that to a board. Yeah, I, I, I think fans may have to be in for not a rude awakening, but a belief that you're going to have to get used to some names that may not sound appetizing to you. But you may have to get used to because you may not have a ton of options. To me, if University of San Diego is in a position to to jump, that that almost seems like the most logical one right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how realistic it is. Yeah. Um, All right, we're with you all next week with the exception of Thursday. Uh, we've got the NBA draft on Thursday, the uh, Victor Webinyama show. Uh, so we're off Thursday, but we've got full shows all next week. You are uh, participating in the Manoa Cup. Yes, sir. So uh, Monday morning, what, 7.30 is your tea time for your qualifying round? That's right, Monday morning. So, okay, so I know we talked about this yesterday. You get into the bracket, um, on Tuesday, if you make the cut, so basically it's just 
the lowest or the highest number there's a certain amount that gets chopped, right, on Monday? That's right. Uh, there's 80 players playing for 64 spots, 64-man bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, so we generally say if you break 80, you're in the tournament. Yeah. Um, if you ride around 80, that's usually you're, you're coming back for a playoff. Okay. Um, trying to get into the tournament. So try, I wanna... try, it's advantageous to try to go as low as you can to get a better seed. Are people able to go and watch? Uh, they are, uh, for match play people, oh, okay. people usually don't come for, uh, Monday on the, uh, the qualifying round. Okay. Uh, reason I ask if there were someone in the gallery and they wanted to heckle you, <laughs> what would be the phrase or words that they could use that would make you step off the ball and maybe get you off your game? Dang. That's a great question. I, I'm not saying this just because I want you to do it. I just want to see what is the trigger point for Hunter on the golf course. Oh, man. Well, in this context, it would be so out of pocket uh-huh. that literally you could say anything. Okay. And I I would I would engage. So if, I would engage with whoever it is. So if I were to go to Oahu Country Club, uh huh, and I yelled, "Hunter, yeah, get back on the bench." Oh yeah. What would happen? <laughs> would you step off the ball? Uh yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. Now, I hmm, I <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here, man. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I would try to think of something funny to to respond with, um, and with with, with the, uh, the 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 kids that I'm playing with and against. I don't know these kids. Well, that they, they are. <laughs> a, a lot of times I'm playing against you know seniors in high school uh-huh. um, for all of the the ILH teams. Yeah, but the the majority of them are in college. That they're playing Division One golf right now. They wouldn't know what to do. And so because I've also I worked at OCC for, you know, a number of years, I would feel the responsibility to handle the situation. Okay. Okay. Even if that's not on me. You, you know what I mean? You'd be asking someone to go tackle the heckler. Uh and then again, I played football, so they're, <laughs> they're looking at me to do that. Scott asks, are you going to the range after the show? Uh, good question. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably get some swings in tomorrow. Okay. I was going to say after this conversation, maybe you might <laughs> want to get a few. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I, it's really a, a source of a lot of, um, comfort and a lot of kind of excitement. I get to feel like a little kid again and just okay. go out there and have a good time and match play stirs up the competitive juices. And now that I'm no longer, in that environment as much because uh, I'm not in college playing football. Like I look forward to those those times when I get to just compete. It's fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, final words in a moment. Uh, don't forget, join us, uh, Chris Hart, Gary Dickman, myself uh, next Wednesday. The really big road show at Growler Hawaii. We have uh, we have put the big in big. Yeah, there's there is big and really big road show. There we uh, go. June Jones is in there. Hawaii Athletic Director Craig Angelus and Rainbow Wahine Soccer Coach Michelle Nagamini will all join us. Plus, uh, when you get there, happy hour specials and a great menu. That's Wednesday, Growler Hawaii and Kapahulu, the really big road show from five to seven. Final words. Uh, you're always first. Thanks, man. So go for it. I'll, I'll be quick. On um, if, when you're watching the U.S. Open this weekend on hole 14, listen for monkeys. Oh. To the right of hole 14 at L.A. Country Club sits what used to be the Playboy Mansion. Oh, okay. And Hugh Hefner was not allowed to be a member at L.A. Country Club. And out of spite, he put a monkey cage right up against the fence of hole number 14, which is backs up to his yard. And he got howler monkeys who wow. sit there and make plenty of noise. 
So there's a good chance when we're watching the U.S. Open, which is the first time L.A. Country Club has ever hosted the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that you're going to hear monkeys whenever people are teeing off on 14. Why wasn't Hugh Hefner invited to be a member? He was could not certainly on... afford the uh, yep. in- initiation fee. L.A. Country Club is regarded as one of the most exclusive clubs in the entire country, country right up there with Augusta. I wasn't in that membership meeting, uh, but he was not allowed to be a member. So He certainly could afford it. You're, you're right. Sure. So based on that, the Los Angeles Country Club is more exclusive than the Playboy Mansion. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Very much so. I think Hefner let anything that moved in there. <laughs> Including howler monkeys. There we apparently. go. Uh, those are your final words. Uh, my final words uh, on the Mountain West today with, uh, with, with, with everything that we learned. I know, I know this sounds like this is the start of something – you know, a a domino moving, I would say for people just kind of hang on. Um, I still believe what I said yesterday. I I think this, the the Mountain West still has a chance to stay together. I don't think this is as dire as it might sound right now. Mm. Uh, Watch for the PAC 12 though, whatever happens with the PAC 12, I think will determine what we see with the Mountain West in the next month or two. I'll see you Monday, my friend. Good luck in the, uh, Qualifying Thanks, round of the Manoa Cup. 